guess I don't need to sing the song because it's recording on this. Yeah. So we probably could just start now. I could. Hi! Uh, Genesis Avalon. I was gonna wait for the fanfare. Oh, okay. Well, now they've had the fanfare. Yes. Hi! Hi. <laughs> Brian still has stuff to say. Hang on, you just hold your horses. Uh, <laughs> Shut up and eat your bowl. I'm gonna eat my bowl. Of Episode 48. Into the Valley of Death rode the 600. A title by Kristen Mays. You can tell because there's lots of words. Um, I'm like... Mike, I'm like a Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Yes, I love that idea. But yes, anyway, hi everybody. I'm Cat Pride, and with me, of course, is Kristen Bays. We are the co-stoofers of Just Sablon, co-writers, and obviously, I, I directed this. Um, and uh, yes, welcome to episode 48. We uh, we left off last episode with a massive cliffhanger, and uh, we sort of come back with a not so resolution to that. In, the, in that we're about to talk about what happened in res in, in resolution of, of that uh, event. Yeah, sorry about that. But there was a lot of stuff in here. We were not able to fit it all back in. does a pretty good job. But so trying to. I was more focused on this scene because, you know. As you guys know, we've uh, we're in the final three now, and this whole season we've had these two parallel storylines running, and they finally met mm -hmm. two episodes ago in forty six. But this is really the first time that Jaina has had a chance to one on one kind of bond with the king, um, and both Chris and I thought it was really important that we make sure we cover that and kind of give them a chance to talk because, um, you know. The story of Avalon was always a hero's journey from the beginnings. Of, you know, it was it's that whole it's the superhero's origin story up until Obsidian, and after that, it's no longer an origin story. It's her first honest to God. Um, you know, it's her it's her college years now. Um, she got through high school, and she's no longer a freshman. So now she knows a bit more, and it's more about her. <coughs> excuse you. Uh, it's more about. Uh, her having her first role mission and inspiring others because um, she's more of a mature hero now so I really like the scene because we did exactly that you know we got her a chance to kind of be herself and the the things about Jaina that make Jaina such a great Avalon over anybody else is who she was before she was Avalon. Yeah. You know, Jaina herself is a really strong person. You know, she dealt with not having her parents, or she didn't even know who her dad was. And her mom was never around because her mom was, was was in and out of rehab most of her life. And, uh, and, and she really has struggled a lot. I mean, she's been very lucky. A lot of things fell in her lap, but... She, uh, as a result, she kind of understands what it's like yeah. to feel like your life's kind of spinning out of control. Yeah. Which, given that it's been the exact opposite for Tim, mm -hmm. he's always known where his life is going to be. Even though his parents died, he never lacked guardianship. He never knew where, he never didn't know where he was going to go next. I think he went up to the task. Protecting the people you care about is a frightening duty. And um, says you have to be strong all the time. I really like that in this scene we kind of talked about some of Jada's own issues and that you know she had that period in her life in her life and in her career as Avalon where she thought she had to save everybody. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't. And 
That's what you have to focus on. Realizing that's that and learning how to come to grips with that is a very difficult thing. And so it was kind of nice to be able to have Jada sort of pass on what she learned from some of the harder lessons she had to learn as Avalon to kind of go, look, dude, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's asking you to be perfect. In fact, if you were perfect, I'd be worried. Because then I'd, I'd be concerned that you're not really going to be up to the task. I am scared that even though something inside me is telling me that this is meant to be... Also, I love the music I got to pick in this scene. the right time... I'm just FYI. Totally random. That all of you will lay down your lives and your swords for me. And I'm... It's Kevin. No, it's Zero Project music. There's a lot of Zero Project music that I had to wait until these last three episodes to use. So this is one of those pieces that I've been kind of hanging on to. And you know what? If you don't have that faith, then look at that band on your wrist. Look at your friends. The way they've happily accepted this. Look at the people you've already helped. Roxy has a new lease on life, sure, but man, Jana, I freaking love you. I've never seen Don't mind me, folks. Just a little in love with my own main character. That's Happens occasionally. You're not a bad king. You're inspiring people. You just... And I kind of like how in telling him all this, exactly she's reinforcing it to herself. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm an idiot. You know that. No, really. More no. Not I have seriously cocked things up with her. She was trying to help and I snapped at her. And then when I tried to return the I wanted to do so much more with these two, but we just did not have time. So I'm glad that we at least get to kind of set a baseline with Olivia and Tim's complicated mess of things. I mad at her without feeling like a pawns for doing so in the first place. She's a bit of a strong personality, yes. she is. kind of like a... I didn't notice. No, not at all. she is until she's in hot water. I have Patricia to thank Speaking for that line, by the way. Olivia, though, My coworker. Yourself a little slack. So this co a, co a former coworker of mine was a is a friend of Chris's mom, and, and uh, I worked with her for about a year and a half. And in uh, in her cubicle, she had a sign that just said, "You never know, you know, a woman's like a tea bag. You never know how strong she is till she's in hot water." And uh, when she left, that was the one thing I begged Patricia to let me keep, and she just would not part with it. Can we just? Not. <laughs> you seem like you're feeling a little better. Did I help? Uh, yes, Jaina, because you're kind of like a ray of sunshine these days. Yes. I think fact, after you come back I from hell and dying, um, from the way she did, mm -hmm. really do appreciate nothing that, looks as bad. It's true. That looks pretty rosy for everybody. That being said, it's almost Yeah, bad. this is bad, but... At least we're not being tortured by our own government and yes. shot and killed. <laughs> and all I think I know how I'll be doing that. Well, I hope. By the demon who turns out to be my brother. No kidding. Downstairs with me. I'd be happy to. It uh, definitely helps that she's out of her depressed phase. Yeah. She spent a lot of seasons two and three being very depressed. Well. Life was very difficult. Her best friend died, and then her other friend died, and then one of them came back from the dead, and then her mentor came back from the dead. I'm a bitch. It's like supernatural. They might die, but when they come back, you might not want them. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. 
before you kill it all. You know more about that than I do, Tim. I've been oh. so long, I'm afraid I hardly remember my old name. Well, Poor Noir. remember that you're Pelinor. That comes and goes. I'm not sure that's... I don't think it's too much of a mean spoiler to say that... How are you? Yeah, that story's gonna get revisited at some point. Oh, in the future. oh yes. Well, more difficult than I thought it would be. Noir's past does. Not in Genesis Avalon. No. Is there anything we can do about that? So maybe it is a really mean spoiler. <laughs> I said it anyway. You're way meaner than me. When we finally did, called Excalibur for the first time. Yeah, I remember. Up until that point, you didn't have the sword anywhere on you. When Natalie was nearly killed and lost Excalibur, I called. I do love this lovely callback. All the way back to the season two finale, where they had this long conversation. Like it's really nice to see. Now that we're finally here, it's really nice to be tying up those threads that we've been setting up for the last two or three years. We haven't had a chance for Tim to truly wield the sword since his initial brush with Morgan. Since the sword has been in her trust long before the Pendragon was given it, and ever since, I fear that Excalibur might be having a difficult time completely... I also love how you can kind of tell from the muted way that the pub is, that everybody's kind of just sitting around after a very long night of partying, and every one of the nights is kind of just staring at their coffee, wishing they were dead. Yep. <laughs> we have no way of knowing. Very little time to figure out how to make the lady use something else as a holy relic before this fight starts. I may be out of commission for the fight, Jay. I can't do that to you guys. I can't leave you alone. Oh, Nat. And you won't, Nat. You'll figure something out. Noir? See yes, we will. Mm -hmm. You might know more about that text. That won't be necessary. Considering I wrote that book and sent it to a Sarvis friend in their youth. Any time I hear Richard's voice, it's a good day. And then now you know who wrote the book! Da -da -da. That's right, folks! Now, if you go back and re-listen to those conversations from season two, you can flat out hear Leanne say Jacob Goldman. I always knew it was him. If I can have everyone's attention... No. Knights, Exodus, Genesis... Merlin. Oh, I love how pissed they all are that he's yelling at them. I actually think that was our stage direction. Was oh yeah, hungover. Oh yeah. There were some good ones that I could not use because they were not PG thirteen. Thanks, Gabe. Yeah. I was gonna say who's Gabe's or Cooper's? Who's Gabe? Cooper was totally. I was able to use all his. You are my court, my friends, my family. And all I can feel is deeper than anything else than I've ever known. I might not think much of myself, Sometimes I feel the show would be a lot funnier world of you. if it were R-rated. There are definitely some things that would have happened on our show I need you. This that I can't do on a PG-13 show. needs all of you a hell of a lot more than it needs me. Because I'm I still remember coming under fire. Sees <laughs> death. So I'm not sure I want to push too many more envelopes with you people. You might just stop watching or listening. 
We will stand fast and we will Well, too bad we still got two more episodes yeah. after this one. Think of all those envelopes. Envelopes? <laughs> we will never touch the envelope. We shall not quiver in fear at what may be at stake. Are those like whammy lamps? We shall triumph <laughs> in the face of adversity. It's the amber lamps. Mm -hmm. as one unit, one mm. Tim's using his superpower. He is! People. Vicious rhetoric! We're meant to be here, my friends. Now. The, po the power me. of politician. Are you ready to show more Which actually is one of his powers. Like, when we wrote, when we came up with the plan for this season, and for the future follow-up, we, we wrote down this master list of basically every quote-unquote superhero in the Genesis Avalon universe. Yep. And there's a ton of them. And we wrote down what there their powers are. There are so many are. I can't wait to write. And I think it's kind of interesting that a lot of our characters don't have your kind of traditional superhero powers. You know, like flight, supervision, yeah. super strength. And they, they generally do have something like that. I have that. a character whose superpower is science, okay? Yeah. Sorry. Love themes. We'll be in a that's why I was kind of like, oh, I heard the tingly bells. Yes. But we wrote down all of these superheroes' powers, and one of Tim's written powers was the power to stir people to action. Mm -hmm. There's one other person who has that power as well. Yep. I don't know where my powers are Which will be interesting when we get to that, because this is it being used for good. Yeah. We'll probably we'll probably actually really write part of the callback to that and uh -huh. extrapolate on it. Yes. Um, I like non-traditional powers. Mm-hmm. I've been around for a long time, Your Majesty, and this is the first time this has happened. Worst part is, I don't have a um, on, on that note, I can tell you right now that one of the shows that I know is kind of like in soft production, I guess. I know who's writing it, and I know what's being written. I don't know when it's coming out. I don't know when we talk about it. You're going to like that show. Non-traditional. I love non-traditional superpowers. Mm-hmm. Aww. Oh, feels... They compliment each other so well because he she grounds him. And he raises and he her makes, up. Yeah, I was saying he makes her, you know, lighten up. How long till we get to the plane? It's about a four or five minute drive. If you want to get some shot on, that's a good time. Can I just say that I hate having to do inside of car as effects? Why did I write myself a scene in a car? Jeez, dude. I know I tried to kill you, but please don't call me that. <laughs> and Sting, but we don't talk about that. So I think what? A bit more Why are you looking at me like that? That was the best pun ever. That joke was beautiful. I cried. It was so good. I'm not allowed to make them. You're not allowed to make them. No, I am allowed. You know I want to be here, but I don't. Why? Because I'm me. I was practically a kid when you met me. I did pretty okay. <laughs> and he's King Arthur. <laughs> hey, hello. You don't have an argument here, you just have cold feet. 
We don't have our medallions. I love her sass. These two. I'm imagining them sitting in the back row of a big band. I can handle the Morgan. Jay. I actually think the idea is that they're driving their own car. Oh, okay. So the two that were in front and Roxy's like lounged across the entire back of the car. What do you want me to do? Lie and say he doesn't know what he's talking about? Jay, you got me back. I don't want that to go to waste. I'm just so glad that they're all back together. And I actually one of the things that when I do the novelization, I actually plan on changing the order of events. Because the way I worked in the audio drama, Roxy and Sam never met. She died before he showed up. I really want the chance to play with their antagonistic relationship. Because, you know, we've talked about it a bit before in the past, but, you know, Tracy, really perceptively, played Roxy like someone, like, like you know, that she was in, a bit in love with Jay. And... That was definitely where the character was going. I just never told Tracy. She just figured it out on her own. And when I actually get a chance to sit and, and, and write the novelization, I want to play that up a bit more and give Roxy a, a reason to feel threatened and more of a reason to kind of push away from Jay than just the secret identity of Avalon. So I'm really excited to get to write more of that. But it was really nice to kind of write it here and get kind of that sampling of what they're going to be like when they're better. Yeah. It's really nice. Stonehenge. It's like Mecca, you know. I always wanted to come here. Bet you never thought it'd be like this. Oh, Cooper. I thought there'd be more people there. I just like how everything Cooper says is just like, sass, 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 sass. That'd be the spell Morgan happens with. Yes. Don't you like our convenient way of making sure no civilians get caught in the middle of this? Well, we could have had them. They would have died. Yeah. We felt the death count was high enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I'm so mean to y'all. I'm proud of my death count, thank you. They don't know what the death count is yet. I know. But I'm proud of it. Yeah. Where do we get roasted on? I don't have enough fingers. We have light on our side. And the priest and priestess of Avalon. We don't have Sam's just like, what part of no medallions? Are you guys not getting we talked about this now for three episodes? Sam, low blow. Not low enough apparently, because we're still having this fight. We're just gonna complete the fact that I fundamentally disagree with the idea of that bloodthirsty raven in your head. I'm aware of the risks, and they're mine to take. <laughs> you can't control everything I do. I came back from the dead. I can take care of this. Well, then what am I supposed to do? Should I go make tea cozies for the rest of you? <laughs> yes! <laughs> you can sell them on the roadside. <laughs> Commemorative tea cozies in the Battle of Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> what? You aren't just any old Genesis. I'm surprised you didn't actually write that in for Marin. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> Darn! before all the nonsense with the magic cup. Marin's still hungover. And you're still annoyed about the Holy Grail, apparently. Probably not doing much with him either. I imagine you'd be helping him. 
<laughs> Sorry, the fact that there's a bit of a Welshy line here. So this is the episode that Jeffrey, Jeffrey went through it and edited it, and the note that came back for just the scene was, there's so much Welsh in here, I actually don't know what she's saying. So I actually had to tone down the Welsh yes. um, uh, slang. But it's because I hadn't really had a chance to write it. To be fair, I was secretly going, Thank you, <laughs> I don't want to say these lines. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Some do. Put that around your neck. Take up the sword and hand it back to Natalie. By the way, that necklace noise is pixie. Really? How did what? How did it was the Backwards. How did you get Pixie to make sound effects for you, seeing as she's a small cat? Excuse me, everyone. Apparently, Chris is probably doing the rest of the commentary in Simlish. Um, Lita Blau for Target Two. Um, Zingolabana. Okay, you're not actually gonna do it. I tell you. Um, no, actually, it was just that I was recording lines for Kingery, and she walked by, and when I was clipping it, I was like, actually, this sounds really good, and I just saved it as a jingle noise. Oh, our cat's jingle bells. Yes. <laughs> Many a times you will hear our cat's jingle bells if you are mixing lines that come yes. from us. Because they're being good right now, they're sleepy right now, but generally they decide that the moment we are recording lines... Is the best moment to play ever in the history of ever. And they have these big jingle bells because we like to know when they're coming. Mm -hmm. So the sword has officially been passed to Arthur. Yay! Which we kind of struggled with this because originally I wanted Natalie to be completely depowered after this, but then we were kind of like, eh, I mean, she's going to be seeing the civilian tent the whole time if that's the case. So we, uh, I think we actually had a draft where she was sitting in the civilian yeah. tent the entire time Yep. in our original storyboard. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if we've really talked about this, um, on commentaries yet, but February before last, we went out for Kat's birthday weekend and we stayed in a hotel. Yeah, I think we vaguely mentioned yeah. that we did that. And basically we spent the entire weekend writing. Um, we... I think that's when I, I wrote the first arc of the season. I started writing Yeah, you started the, writing the Asara, the Asara arc. arc. And then we sat down with poster board and post-it notes. And we wrote down every plot point of the last three episodes of Genesis Avalon, including yep. this episode. And then arranged them on the poster boards in the order we wanted them to go. Yeah. And that was kind of our rough draft mm -hmm. um, where we knew we were aiming for um, the whole time. Because we weren't going to do the thing of writing the last episode and then writing the previous episodes and then realizing, oh, snap, and pulling a J.K. Rowling. Um, so we did it in this really fluid way where we could pull I'm much more of a George R.R. R. Martin yeah. kind of writer in that I'm an architect. I like to know where everything is before I start writing it. Um, so we've had this for, for two years. Yeah. A year and a half. Yep. And uh, that was chasing. And in that draft... Uh, she spent the entire time. Yeah, that was depowered and was not in the fight. And but then we realized it felt we we felt like we didn't have enough of our original game yep. 
in yeah. the fight. So we're like, okay, well, we need to find a way <coughs> to get her powers yeah. back. This is about Leo. I think it took no, two drafts to get to that point. Mm -hmm. We also had, um, we also had it written that Gwen had a much bigger role yeah. during this episode, and she's actually been pretty much uh, written out of this episode. And it's just because she is a civilian, and um, when, you know, when you guys are listening to this, you know that there's a lot that happens here, and there's not a whole lot of opportunity for filler. So um, that's why we chose to kind of have the Gwen. Leo confrontation, previous, you know, in the previous episode, and then have the actual argument be here with with uh, yeah. Tim and, and and Leo and Gabe being kind of stuck in the middle of it, going, "Look, I hate this too. What are we gonna do about it? He's already brought her over here." My Thor cup is empty. I'm sorry. Quiet, all of you. Damn, Morgan must say. She's going to the Tim, look, stock sound effects. Oh wait, no, that one's not. That's not. That's 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 the sound of um, the hawk. Yeah, I, I use the hawk as Morgan's uh, harbinger. I've used it since oh, okay. she showed up. It's up to Tim to decide. I have used it from the moment she started showing up in Layla's bedroom. Thank you very much. Me? I appoint you my defender. Consider yourself a rook. You didn't think I was going to let you sit this out, did you? Oh, Tim. I like that. Careful what you wish And the rest of us? Wait here. When the time comes to fight, you'll know. That's kind of hard to miss, I'm sure. Yeah, when, when the orcs start attacking <laughs> defend yourself. <laughs> no, no orcs yet, though. We're lucky. It's just Morgan on the battlefield right now. Yet. Yet. Well, everybody's heard this episode. If you've listened to the episode, you know that you know there that are. You know there's all sorts of crazy crap in the end of this episode. I don't think we ever specifically call them orcs out loud. No. There are, but, but there they are, were in our, uh, they were written in our script as orcs, elves, banshees, banshees goblins, goblins, basically ghouls, everything. Everything short of uruk. Rougarou. <laughs> oh well, that would be if we were in America. That's true. Red caps. Red caps. Yeah. Hinky, hinky punks. Only one of us shall enjoy it, and it most assuredly will not be you. Mm. If the sword was meant to be music. yours, yep. it would have come to you. Uh, this might actually be the last time we hear Red Needle. Very well. Um, a salute to Red Needle, then, it has done us well. Yeah, I don't actually remember if it's in the next episode. I don't think it is, though. It might be in 50. You don't know yet. Uh, no, it will not be in 50. Uh, this is the last time um, that this song is used. I can tell you why when we're done with the commentary. Oh, okay. Oh dear. And now everybody's kind of wetting themselves. Yeah, pretty much. As she calls forth every icky thing in Anglo. Yep. I love how. So she does that, Celtic, and then Tim's ego runs the hell away with him. And he starts getting all sassy. To be fair, that's his power kicking in and kind of overtaking. Yes. Him. And that's another thing that will be addressed in future stories mm -hmm. in this universe is the notion there's that a, in all of in all of the work that I do, there's a there's very much because I mean this is this is uh, indicative in Adam Smasher as well. Yeah. There is a very real thread of 
learning control of your abilities because your abilities can take over and the consequences that happen when you don't learn how don't learn self-control especially when we do these non-traditional powers yeah. that are not necessarily physical things they are personality traits mm -hmm. or mental aspects all i have to say is uh there's a there's an actual storyline in a particular story that's not going to be on pendant, so I, don't, I feel bad talking about it. Uh, that involves the overuse of tranquilizers, prescri prescription uh, tranquilizers. As a character attempts to uh, <coughs> make themselves less dangerous. Yep. Oh, Morgan. She's a bitch. In fact, but she's a traditional bitch. You indulged in the proper decorum. You have the customary time to meet a little bad. She's kind of like, because I'm going to mop the floor with you. Each of you dies watching those you love suffer and scream for mercy. Shut up. No. I'm pretty sure that if, if we let Olivia, Olivia would have the filthiest mouth on this show. I don't know, Marin. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard game in Leo's <laughs> outtakes. It will not be so easy to challenge. Actually, no. Um, Exodus would have the filthiest mouth. Yeah. David is filthy, man. Followed by Bobby. And then, Bobby? yeah, Bobby and then Chris Britton. So Obsidian. Obsidian. But see, with Obsidian, it makes sense he's a villain. So I suggest... But so it's okay for villains to curse? Yes. I love Gabe's amount of... No, no, no Fs given at this point. Yeah, Tim's like, yeah, I wish that I had not read my notes. Now I don't know what happened. Um, uh. We're all gonna die and she's laughing. <laughs> This is worse than nuts. At least two of us are depowered. We have a civilian. Well, I already mentioned I didn't want Gwen here. <laughs> <laughs> Just by the way, still sour about that. There has to be someone or something we can see. What about it? She told me. Thinky thoughts. I'm having them. She just had a Jimmy Neutron brain blast. Said that only those truly blessed by the gods could transcend death in great times of yup. Yup. this qualifies. Oh, it's better than that. Tim said all the holy nights of Babylon. <laughs> specify living. What exactly do you mean? Any idea how many priestesses and priests of Babylon have been in the last millennium? I'll give you a hit a lot. <laughs> how many holy warriors who could have been truly blessed by the gods and could transcend death if the gods favored it? You couldn't sound more sarcastic if you tried. Ah, probably could. <laughs> but I would be entering Randy Marsh levels of you would. satire. You would. In doing so. I love this piece of music. This is a classic Kevin McLeod piece. And it really fits. But it's perfect it really fits for this about to happen yeah. in the place. It's very. It's very Salisbury played. Ooh. <laughs> it's not, you know, that's where you build Trump Tower. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. 
actually a better piece of music that's coming up now. What is it? This is sort of just the starter to that scene. We're about to see some next level shady. Some next level shit. Oh, I yeah. I can say it. Commentary track. Kind of. This scene. This was fun. Yeah. There's like four soundscapes going on behind this thing too. This, I think that's what took so long in mixing this episode was you were kind of like, okay, I have to start filming sound. I was like, there's like pretty much no fighting, we but there's it. all soundscapes of crowds of things happening. We wrote these episodes and we were kind of like, well, damn. <laughs> you, I think you I did a point, classic blunder. At one point, I looked at you and I basically was like, "Okay, next time I do a radio play, every fight is happening in a small room. <laughs> with and, and conventional it's weapons, one on one, small room with sticks <laughs> and swords, but no guns. No guns are actually easy to find now. Okay, it's so no large groups. Swords are a pain. I have to foley them every time. No large groups." Yes. No fields of creatures. <laughs> we did the classic blunder. Um, it's one of the classic blunders. I, I don't think that Vicente lists it, but it's so it's right underneath. Uh, never had a land morning. Asia. <laughs> it's it's write your script, not thinking about you having to direct your script. There's a lot of gods in this. I realize in the spell, they call upon one of the people doing the spell. Yes. Yes. They're not talking about that person, though. They're yeah. talking about the line. Yeah. So of those who those who answer to, answer to Merlin. Those who answer to Merlin and Lear and Camulus. Yeah. So basically all of the last priests and priestesses, all of the... Holy, um, all of the holy, uh, yeah. the, the holy, holy knights. And, well, there have probably been times in the past where, where Merlin played the role that Noir plays for a, yes. for a Genesis or an Exodus. Yes, it, before Noir was uh, created, yeah. Yeah. Never thought I'd miss all this leather. So, come here, you beautiful lightsaber. <laughs> he calls it a lightsaber. Well, that's what a cut is. Yeah, what you're hearing in the background is also the sounds of a forge. They've they've opened up a portal to the forge of essentially the Celtic version of Hephaestus. Yes. We are all holy warriors of Avalon. That comes with powers and weapons granted by the gods. Yup. Everybody powers up except for Olivia. <laughs> And all of the war, all of the Avalons who are dead come forth, including. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Any reason the present train hasn't stopped? The Exodus there? theme has started playing. Yeah. Hmm. All the generations of Avalons. Francesca. Hello, my love. Hence me saying, including. Yeah. And leaving it up. Good to see you. I bet you guys didn't think she'd be back again oh, after snap, no. after the, the, the death walking episode. Of course there are child. All of our trials were leading to this fight. Yep. This is what the Avalons and other knights were meant to do. 
to protect the earth until the time of the return. The of the best earth. part about this is lines about the nights falling have been happening since season two. Yep. I knew exactly where this was going. Before we ever committed to actually doing the storyline. What is this? You have cheated. This is not what you brought onto the field. Yes, it is! Yes, it is! All the knights of Avalon. And so that's what we brought. Ta da! He can't not be sassy. Guys, he's pissed. Charge! a lot of people. That is like 20 audio files or something crazy. And nobody pulled a deep trip. Nope. So, um, that was episode 48. Yep, all that lead up. An actual army is now ready to make the last stand. and So it was almost an entire episode dedicated to the 10 minutes before the fight. Yes. What kind of a fighter is everybody in for? I would venture to say... A two-episode long one? Pretty awesomely big one, yeah. Yeah. Alright, guys, we will catch you, uh... Same... Same Avalon time, same Avalon channel next month. Uh, with episode 49, we are down to the last two! Oh, dang. I'm gonna cry. I probably will. See, we're about to sit and record the next one. Yes. We can't record the last one because it's not finished. I'm, I'm almost done. I'm just not quite there yet. There, we don't have enough tissues in that house. No. I will be crying a lot when we get to it. So, uh... So we're gonna have to go to Costco and stock up. Actually, I'm hoping I don't cry. I'm hoping that I'm able to keep it, like, totally Probably. Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard. But I'm gonna Dominic hope that I can keep it together the Damian whole commentary. As Dominic and just cry like on my Damian own later. <laughs> so uh yeah, if you liked it, let us know. You can find me on Twitter. I am at Joseph Avalon. You can also find Chris, she is at Kristen Bays. Um if you would like to tell me anything else, if you liked it, loved it, um, we're meh about it. Um, go ahead and send me an email at kat at pendantaudio.com. Uh, Chris is uh, Kristen at... Oh, I know my email. Kristen at... Kristen at pendantaudio.com, yeah. And uh, so you go ahead and give us a shout out there. Also, leave us a review on iTunes if you like it, if that's how you found us. Um, and you can always also leave a note on uh, our Yahoo group, which is groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant. Um, you can also leave us a... Uh, message on the website, pennantaudio.com, and uh, there are a couple of spots where you can fill in comments and send us mail in. Um, but, you know, I love being on Twitter, so feel free to bug me on Twitter. I love to talk to people. All right, guys, we will see you next month. Bye! Bye!